You're listening to Get to Know World of Warships, a podcast created by Bogsy and Simpax. Welcome back, everybody. It's the middle of whatever week this is, and I have a very special guest for you. I'm excited. This is going to be the best podcast ever. I know I say that about every episode, but I really mean it this time because I have a very special guest. I have a wargaming employee that I have coaxed into my gingerbread house with lofty songs that sound appealing to wargaming employees with uh, the smell of gingerbread and the promise of not putting them into an oven and cooking them. So with that, please... Say hello to Calvath. Hello, Calvath. So wait, all of that was a lie? Yes. No gingerbread cookies or ovens or anything? If you answer all my questions, you might get a gingerbread cookie, but I'm going to have to mail it to you, and it might be stale when it arrives there. Uh, all right. Fair enough. I never claimed Hi, to be a good person. I'm <laughs> good. How are you, Tim? Good. You doing good? I'm I'm doing living my best life, hanging out. Good man. Uh, good man. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me on to do this. It's... Uh, it's a really cool time of the year where you get to do a lot of really cool things. So I'm excited to, to yeah. talk about them. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. It's always a pleasure to have wargaming employees because uh, I feel like I feel like I get to see a little bit what goes on behind the uh, the curtain in the Emerald City of Oz. And you know, who would have thought that the the wizard could just peel back the curtain and be like, "Hey, no, let's have a chat. It's all good." In this case, Oz is Austin. Austin, that Texas. A, that, was, that was a bad joke. Yeah, that was a. That's exactly the level of humor that we do here. So, um, yeah. So, like, lots of fun things are going on, and you specifically. I've asked you here to talk about the Verizon tournament, which is coming up, which a lot of folks uh, are excited for. But there's there's plenty to talk about. We just got done with the uh, Halloween event, where people like myself and other volunteers from the community sign up to be a pumpkin and to get smashed for everybody's enjoyment. And they're about to do. You're about to do a turkey day, uh, turkey shoot as well, right? Yep, that was, uh, in fact, I think that article just went live this morning. Happafodder did a great job of putting that together. And, you know, we're really excited to see those kinds of activities. Uh, and we're, we really want to, you know, find ways that we can continue to uh, to make fun activities that aren't super impactful and, and don't, you know, uh, make the game less fun for people who aren't necessarily wanting to be involved. And so sure. Uh, the Pumpkin Smash was really a, a great opportunity for that, as well as the key battles. I think the key battles was a lot of fun. It was different. It just it changed the way that people uh, people played, and there was a lot of backstabbing and a lot of <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of sadness. I think uh, that went into that. So it was it was good to see. Yeah, they. Uh, I think that what the key battles contributed to Twitch the most was a whole bunch of clips and highlight reels of being allied to somebody until the very last second when you ram them with your Valkyrie. I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, there is now an influx of clips on Twitch of that. Oh, I'm sure. And it's, you know, it's the the art team, and I'm, I'm going to boast a little bit about our art team. Please. The They did an amazing job uh, putting together the, even just the port. I'm, I'm just staring at the port right now. Uh, and it's just, it's so cool. It's so futuristic. And uh it's just fun to see, you know, these kind of aliens sprouting out of the water. Yeah, uh, the, and it, you have to fight them, and you're also worried about other players. And it's just, it's beautiful and frightening all at the same time. Yeah. So the aliens, they feel very HP Lovecraft. They feel very Cthulhu with tentacles and mouths and teeth and eyeballs just all over the place. I mean, I, I take it someone in the art department there is a, is a fan of Lovecraft. Uh, I would, I would assume. But I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm sure that inspiration was drawn from from all over. But I've always been, uh, I think, a bit off. 
uh, taken aback by H.P. Lovecraft and Cthulhu. Like, love and Cthulhu just don't seem to go together. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sure that someone out there has made some fan art that shows exactly how love and Cthulhu can, can, can mesh in I, one sentence. I don't, yeah, it feels a bit, uh, a bit like a paradox. That perhaps an oxymoron, but hey, man, maybe that's that's cool with me. The art department did a great job. Uh, Key Battles looks beautiful, um, but uh, we're here specifically so that I can ask you about the Verizon tournament, uh, which is coming up here in just God two weeks. I think is when it starts. Um, so before I ask you my yeah, questions uh, about it, I'm just gonna key the uh, audience in here for those who aren't familiar. I've been I, there's only one request or one like piece of feedback that I get consistently uh, and have for what this is episode 59 I think now which is that I oftentimes will not explain things that some of the audience might not know about so here are the basics uh, coming up Wargaming is sponsoring a tournament which is going to be held immediately after the uh, f uh, conclusion of season 11 of clan battles essentially it's a tournament sponsored by uh, a partnership with Verizon and it's going to be held in clan battle format using clan battle maps and uh, rules and, uh, excuse me, cap setups. So the maps and caps should be the same as what you've been playing now if you've been playing clan battles. The difference is there is no cyclone and there are no CVs. Then it goes from 7v7 to 9v9 and it will be held at tier 8 as opposed to tier 10, which brings with it a whole new uh, strategy and capability lineup change which we'll talk about after Calvath goes back to work at Wargaming Austin. So, my questions to you are mainly about how exactly you guys came up with, you know, how you guys came up with the idea to have the specifics of this tournament in this manner. So, I guess I'm sort of curious, when, when you guys have a sponsorship or like a, a partnership with another, uh, another company, a business collaboration of sorts, how involved are they in choosing what the format is going to be or is that sort of completely up to wargaming uh it, it's a lot of it is up to us and and realistically we we know the product we're the experts when it comes to the product so uh when we talk about these things and we we speak with partners on a very regular basis the conversation comes up and and we kind of exchange ideas and talk back and forth and it's very collaborative um, but for the most part, it is, here's what we're trying to accomplish. Um, and, and then we kind of come up with the ideas and we talk through it. And next thing you know, there's an article and, uh, a big event happening on December 5th. There you go. Makes sense to me. And, um, I'm sort of curious to know who maybe this might happen in, in Russia and maybe you don't know, but who, who is it exactly who sort of comes up with deciding, I mean, who goes, ah, it'll be tier eight this time, or ah, there won't be any CVs. Uh, so those kind of, yeah, I can talk today, I promise you. Uh, those <laughs> conversations actually happen on, on a lot of different levels. Um, so, for example, we, we looked over what happens for King of the Sea, for example. Um, and we look over the clan battles, and, you know, they're finishing up at tier 10. And we wanted to give players something a little bit different, some change to the normal meta that they've seen in the competitive space. Uh, and so there's a ton of different ships at tier eight and we just, we thought, Hey, it would make some interesting choices and, and some interesting, uh, decisions to, to, to be at tier eight. 
Uh, and then that kind of that that similar mentality is to to why CVs were were something we decided not to go with, is because it's better for one for the spectator experience. Um, seeing airplanes fly is is cool for me because I'm in Airedale, but it's just a different experience. And we thought let's change it up. People are used to the CVC setup. They're used to having their tier tens. They're used to having CVs. And this is kind of a different level challenge. So we decided to make some changes that would uh, kind of counterbalance the the equation. Sure, makes sense. You know, I got to tell you, when uh, when I saw that there were no CVs, I almost went right out and switched over to Verizon immediately because I was so thrilled to have another tournament with no CVs. <laughs> Not saying that I don't personally like CVs, but they uh, they dominate the meta in you know a clan battle format so much that. Uh, Everybody just sort of, you know, it, it sort of feels like you're you're sitting down for a hard days of work and you're just like, I just got to get through this day. I just got to get through this day. So to, to kind of wake up and go, hey, there's going to be a whole tournament with no CVs a la clan or a la cots, excuse me. It It's sort of like, oh, my God, you mean we get to have we get to have casual Fridays? I can wear my Hawaiian shirt and my and my slippers. This is amazing. I love it. Uh, so. As a as somebody who served on carriers, I'm a big fan of carriers. So anytime I see one, I'm always happy. So, uh, you know, I'm a little sad that you know CVs won't make uh, make their presence known in these battles. But I, it's not about me. It's about making a, a really cool fight and a really cool opportunity for uh, for the competitive players. So, sure. I didn't know you well, served on CVs, a carrier. Which yeah. which uh, which one? Uh, I was on USS Eisenhower, uh, based out of Norfolk. Wow. Well, thank you very much for your yeah, service. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, both Hap and I were uh, in the Navy. We have a few few different veterans in our office, actually. Uh, Gneisenau was a Marine. Um, we have a couple other people who are in different different branches of the military around the world as well. Wow. You know, this game, so, more really so cool than bunch. any other game I've, I've ever heard of, has is, like, flush with veterans, both player base and... Uh, you know, folks who actually work on it. It's really astounding to me. Yeah, it's, you know, and that's actually a great segue into something that I want to talk about Please. is um, during during this event uh, that you've, you've been talking about, we also have the Verizon Branches Challenge, uh, which we've invited veterans from, veterans in active duty, from the, the four main branches, as well as the Coast Guard and the Army National Guard to take part in a, exhibition match where they'll be fighting to win money for for a charity organization so we we're accepting applications through the end of sunday uh the 23rd i believe at 11 59 p.m central uh and then we'll be forming the teams of veterans and they'll take place in in during the stream midway through each of the the two days there'll be a there'll be a cutover for the verizon branches challenge where these these, you know, Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, Army, National Guard, and Coast Guard will fight to, to raise money for charity. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. And so we're actually in, in uh, you can click my voice, but if you go to wo.ws slash vzbc, as a veteran, you're welcome to sign up there. I'll be sure to include a link, uh, a link to that, the one you just described. I'll, I'll include a link to that down in the description below the podcast. So all you got to do is click on that. Yeah. And, or if you can uh, figure out a way to click on my voice, I'm also super impressed. I, I would be extraordinarily impressed. And if uh, if any of you figure out a way to click on Tim Calvot's voice over here, please email me at uh, 
I don't remember what my email for the podcast is anymore. Never mind. It'll be down below. <laughs> so, so that there's there was actually some confusion about this uh, amongst my clan because th- people couldn't figure out quite at the beginning whether these these veterans teams are actually part of um, part of the actual tournament or whether these are separate. And so, what it sounds like to me, what you're saying is, you can if you are. If you are in Clan TNG, my clan, for example, you're also a veteran. You can play with TNG during the regular tournament, and then you can also sign up for and be a part of these veterans teams that are formed specifically to partake as sort of like, uh, like a halftime show during the final tournament, right? Yeah, absolutely. You uh, you're welcome to sign up. Just signing up doesn't guarantee that you'll you'll participate. We have, I think we're. We have hundreds of applications right now, which is going to make next week an absolute uh, wonderful time. But uh, and we're verifying our veteran status through our ID.me connection. So for those of you who do want to sign up, make sure you go over and do the uh, and do the connection to ID.me and you get some free stuff in game, too. So it's a win win situation all around. Oh, great. Okay. Um... I'll. uh, I'll throw you links for those if you want to include. That them would be well. great. Yeah, I'll put them all. I'll put them all in the description below. Um, well, so then let's see here. <clears throat> then the so the dates for it. I have the dates here just before. Uh, I know you got work to do, um, but December fifth uh, and sixth. So yeah, that's, two weeks from Saturday. That's the regional playoffs, uh, and then the international playoffs are on the sixth. So those are the finals. And the way that you make it to the finals, obviously, is that um, the there will be a tournament, a sort of COTS clan battle style tournament from November 27th through November 29th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's when we all play. And the way that this works essentially is the top four clans from each region, from each server, uh, who I guess accumulate the most points. I believe it's being done the same manner as clan battles where uh, you gain points for a win, you lose points for a loss, will be... uh, basically selected and taken to the internationals, which will take place on the 5th and the 6th. And that's when the veterans teams will play against each other at halftime. And I'm sure that that'll get some some glitter and some glitz from uh, the Wargaming uh, commentating commentating booth. Booth? You guys call it a booth? Booth. Yeah, uh, I call it my office at home. <laughs> Works but for me. We're, yeah, we're all still working from home, so... Yeah, it was uh, when we did the the virtual fleet week a couple of weeks ago. It was a very, uh, it was a, it was a lot of a lot of work that went into that, and so you know doing that from home just adds a layer of, of challenge to it. And so, obviously, with the current situation of, of the world, everybody's still working from home, at least on our side of the world. Yeah. So, it'll be fun. Sure. Well, before I have you sink a ship and I release you back into the world, um, I. I am kind of curious to know just how often, like how much do, there are several sort of uh, community uh, community tournaments and community events and stuff like that that are, are out there, and several of which are sponsored by uh, Wargaming, like uh, Geishu's Tournament, which is coming up on the 22nd. Um, I'm kind of curious just like how, how much interactivity you, you folks have with them. I mean, do you, do you guys pay attention to them at all? Or is it something you sort of give them toys and prizes and say, go have fun, don't make us look bad? Uh, you know, that's an interesting question and kind of a loaded one. Um, we we talk, we, we watch, we listen, we read as much as we can. The, our team here in North America for just the community team consists of 
of five people. And so we are always active reading, looking for what's going on, finding these tournaments, finding these, these activities that are going on. And we'll, we'll sponsor, not sponsor, but we'll support these activities where we can. We'll get involved where we can. Uh, but we can't, obviously, we can't be everywhere all the time. So, of course. Um, things like the King of the Sea tournament and, and the Masters uh, Invitational that Guy Shoes put together, they're really cool opportunities for things um, for the players to, to do something a little bit different and, and be competitive. Uh, so it's always fun. But we, to answer the question, we're involved as much as we can be, but we're always paying attention whether it's you know a post on the forums or on uh, on Discord, we even you know we, we watch Twitch channels even if we're not talking in Twitch channels, uh, <laughs> we're, always, we're always lurking. So I see uh, we're always there. And I'm sorry, bef- I want I wanted to step back before I modulated my voice. I was going to tell you a story about how my day started. By all means, and uh, yeah. So today, today of all days is Wednesday, I think. Uh, there are three critical components that go into making coffee. Uh, water, coffee, and a cup. Uh, and I forgot one of those two. And so I had a mess on my counter because I neglected to put a cup under my Keurig this morning. So uh, that was my day at like 5.30 this morning. <laughs> yeah. you, uh, you poured it out for the gods, huh? I, I did, yeah. I definitely poured one out for, for all of my friends there and... Uh, in fact, I, I, since we are we are chatting, I can send you a picture of, of my life this morning. I decided that it was more important to stop and take a picture than to uh, than to do anything else. <laughs> to clean it up. Yeah, I decided. Oh, look at that! Stuff. You literally just let it go, and when you yep. took a picture instead. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's I I have to you know dialogue my own silliness so well uh for those of you who can't see the picture that i'm i'm being shown right now all i can say is uh calvoth only fans coming soon can confirm so with googly eyes with googly eyes on that note calvoth uh it's a it's a thing that i do here where i have everyone who comes in sink a ship and that means that uh you 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 decide to basically Pull a coup, you take over Wargaming, and uh, you need to make an example of somebody. And that somebody is going to be a ship. So you need to take one ship. Not one ship line, not one ship class. You need to take one ship out back in front of everyone and show them what happens uh, when uh, they displease you. What ship is it going to be? And, oh, now this is where we do the voice modulation, right? That's where we talked about that. Yes. Uh, um... See, it's such a hard question because I like I love I love ships. I love everything. If I can't pronounce it, then I'm okay with it probably going away. <laughs> uh, so what was the there's, there's there's a lot of like there's a there's a lot of names that I'm just like, meh, I'm just gonna not call that ship by any any name. Uh but I will tell you, I, I will I will switch this up a little bit. If I see this ship and I'm on the other side. I I'll steer the other way and 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 that's the the turpits. <gasps> the turpits. I, I love I love the sh- like when I'm when I'm running a turpits I'm super happy but when I see a turpits I'm like mm, I don't feel confident in my abilities to uh, to take on this turpits uh, and so I'll I'll turn on now the, the voice modulation for this. The turpits scares me. It scares me. Holy crap, that voice modulator came with music. Oh, it does. 
That's amazing. That was I was I was actually multitasking and playing music at the same time on my um, drums and keyboard. Oh wow, that's a lie. That's um, a lie. Hey, f in the f in the chat for respect. That's that's impressive. It's so, a podcast. Do you have a chat? Uh, no, no, <laughs> that's oh. just a joke. Well, I make jokes. Well, thanks. Uh, jokes are okay. I'll, dad jokes are my life. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave you with a dad joke. My uh, pleasure. I'll man. leave you with a couple of dad jokes, like fifty dad jokes. You got time? I got time. We'll make time. <laughs> uh, so this way, the the whole community has heard it. Uh, what do you call it when Batman skips church? Uh, I don't know. Christian Bale. Oh man, I feel like I feel like I literally just felt several hairs on my chin go gray. Uh, that's, that's fine. fine. Mine, mine are going that way. Uh, you got one more for me. Know, people, <laughs> oh, 30. I got four. Uh, we end every meeting with me trying to tell a joke. Um, I like how you said what, trying. Uh, when I was younger, I had this trying. Yeah. Uh, when when uh, when I was younger, I had a really massive obsession with Phil Collins, and people said I'd never get over it. But take a look at me now. Oh. Well. Yeah, I think you are su su suspect with that joke like that, yeah, man. Perhaps. I mean, like I said, I have I have uh, I have jokes all day. We can go. Uh, how did Darth Vader know what Luke got him for Christmas? He felt his presence. Did you know that milk is the fastest liquid on the planet? It's past your eyes before you ever see it. Oh, good lord! Thanks for having me, man. It was fun. <laughs> well, before you go, before you go, I wanna I wanna say thank you specifically to you and also to Madame Wassail who. Uh, put you well basically threw you to me this morning which i appreciate but um i appreciate you folks um supporting me here on this podcast by by giving me your time i appreciate you uh bringing me into the community contributor program and i appreciate the uh, uh hapa gave me a shout out my twitch stream a shout out the other day it was very nice you guys have made a, a huge difference in my ability to create and connect so um Thank you. I, I owe you and and uh, and everyone you work with uh, a big thank you. So thank you very much. Well, we appreciate you, and we appreciate all of our community contributors, and even those who who stream and share content to the game, and who aren't necessarily part of our program. Uh, it's a really cool opportunity for us to be able to connect with the community uh, and get to see things from different perspectives. Uh, I, I will tell you that uh, I really enjoyed. There was a stream that I, I think it was a birthday stream or something where you and your wife were streaming, or you and your girlfriend were streaming. And that's where I was just like, this guy is a—he's a cool guy. He's a wholesome guy, and uh, so I really appreciated, you know, you lifting the veil on your on your life and you know sharing world of worships with the people you love. <laughs> you so. just—you just got me in so much trouble by calling her my wife. <laughs> you just, Sorry, ex-wife. You just—you just put no, 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 no. We're actually moving in together on the fifteenth. We're very excited about it. But congratulations! Uh, I think you just put like a ticking clock above my head that is never going to go away. So. uh Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay, brother. Don't worry about it. Uh, well, thank you. And well, congratulations uh, on your upcoming nuptials. Right. <laughs> Shit, I'm never going to hear the end of that. All right. Nope. Well, uh, thank you very much, Tim. Uh, it's a pleasure. And uh, we'll put those links that we talked about earlier. We'll put those down below. I expect um, when, when Tim leaves here, I'm going to talk a little bit myself about um, the particulars of the tournament. So stick around and uh, we'll go over what I think is going to be some useful uh useful tidbits for you so once again tim thank you calvoth that's his name on uh, on twitch and in wargaming's parlance uh it was a pleasure thank you sir have a great day
And we're back. Thank you very much to uh, Tim Kalvoth from Wargaming for coming in to chat with me a little bit about how Wargaming comes up with those things. I always like finding out what Wargaming is thinking about these things. I have a feeling, in my experience, that the uh, the community has a habit of sort of speculating and, and oftentimes speculates with a healthy dose of... Doth? Doth. A healthy dose of cynicism. Healthy dose of cynicism. So it's nice to get an actual read from them, you know, directly about how they feel about things. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk the Verizon tournament. Um, one thing we forgot to mention while Tim was here was that uh, the Wounded Warriors Project is a is a veterans fundraiser and charity that helps uh, wounded veterans returning from overseas or or where have you to find jobs once they uh, come back to this come back to the homeland and. Uh, I, I myself actually was a bartender. I was just telling Tim this before he left. Um, I was a bartender in Los Angeles here for a Wounded Warriors fundraiser. And, uh, you know, Gary Sinise, I believe, is one of the guys who, who runs Wounded Warriors. And so it was a fundraiser uh, helmed by him. And I got to I got to rub shoulders with some celebrities who were there helping to raise money and performing. Jay Leno performed at that fundraiser. It was like four or five years ago. Um, so I got to kind of like talk to a few of them about the project and about themselves. It was really fun, and, and it's a great it's a great charity. Um, so they're going to be, basically, that's going to be a part of the of uh, what goes on during the tournament itself. So you'll see that, and I encourage you to check it out. Donate if you can, uh, or find another way to get involved, because the Wounded Warriors Project is a really, really important thing. It helps a lot of people who have, uh, you know, essentially put their lives on the line for all the rest of us. Uh, apolitical and all that, and boy, apolitical sounds really nice right now, so... There's nothing political about wounded veterans. It's just they're people who gave a lot and deserve respect. So anyway, let's get talking to the particulars of the Verizon tournament itself. Now, 9v9, no carriers, feels a lot more like COTS than it does like clan battles. However, it's going to be held on the same clan battle maps with the same clan battle uh, cap setup arrangement. So, And it's going to be right after the end of Season 11. So it's going to feel a lot like... What you've been doing only with new ships. That being said, um, 27th, 28th, and 29th is when it'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day long, I believe. Actually, there's a window, but you're trying to accumulate as many points as possible. So, what that means is how do we how do we approach how do we approach looking at what a competitive scene is gonna look like for a new tier that fast? Well, I have a feeling that because there's no carrier, that means things can get close to each other. And because of that, um, that means that destroyers are going to be a lot more useful. And there's one in particular that I think is going to define and shape this meta. That's the Akazuki. Now, the Akazuki, the Tier 8 Japanese gunboat destroyer, has lots of guns. They fire fast, they have decent pen, and they light lots of fires. They also have smoke. They also have hard-hitting torpedoes. They're really, really, really good. So, that being said, don't be surprised if you face a team that's got three or f even four Akazukis on it to basically be their DPM machine sitting in smoke. Let's just assume that for a second. That that's the primary damage dealer, are Akazukis in smoke, spamming fire at you up to 14 kilometers. I believe they can get further, but I, I don't really expect to see anything farther than the 14 uh, range with AFT on it. So, what do you do? Well... You need a way to find those destroyers, right? The only way to do that is with radar. So there are a few 12-kilometer radars at tier 8 
There is the uh, Chapayev, the tier 8 Russian cruiser Chapayev. There is the Talon, the tier 8 Russian cruiser Talon. However, those are both pretty squishy, and they're going to melt pretty quick. Um, they are not great flamethrowers themselves. They're okay. But those are the two radars that go out to uh, 12 kilometers. I think there's one more that I'm forgetting. It might be the Ochakov, the, the, the tier 8 Smolensk with worse guns. I think, I don't know whether that's... I don't have it, so I don't know if that's 12 or, or 10 or 9 or what have you, but those are your 12-kilometer radars. The problem is, is that they're squishy. So moving down to 10-kilometer radars, which doesn't give you quite as much wiggle room for pulling Akazuki's out of smoke, you have uh, a much wider variety. You've got the Baltimore, which is the Tier 8 American uh, heavy cruiser. The Baltimore has uh, decent DPM. It also has punchy 203s with advanced American pen angles and heavy AP. It's got a, a decently long 10-kilometer radar. Uh, the problem is it doesn't have a heal. So once it takes damage, that damage sticks. Um, another extremely, extremely effective view, uh, ship for this is the Edinburgh. A lot of people sleep on the Edinburgh often because it doesn't have HE. It doesn't matter. It's got 10-kilometer radar. It's got a heal. Uh, and it's a really, really, really heavy DPM monster. It has the advanced pen angles as well that allow it to do more damage uh, in more situations with the AP, but the heal is really the thing. The heal is really important because this is a ship with heal and radar. So those to me, those four things, Baltimore, Edinburgh, Chapayev, and Talon, those are the four main radar options that you have. Now you can pick and choose, but you're probably going to want to bring at least one because otherwise there's really no way of digging three Akazukis out of smoke. Um, I mean, they can just chain they can just chain their smokes and never leave. It's that simple. If you got at least one of their ship um, you know, spotting for them, they're just they're gonna sit there and they're just gonna melt your team and there's nothing you can do about it. So consider taking those radars. Those are really your options. There's also the Belfast 43. The Belfast 43 has uh, short smoke, it has nine kilometer radar, it has hydro it has HE or AP, but its DPM is worse. It does not get the advanced pen angles of the Edinburgh. Um, that is that new ship, though. It's very versatile. It can do a lot of things. I think it's gonna f it's gonna lose out to the Edinburgh this time, simply because the Edinburgh has a heel and has a slightly longer range radar. Um, but do look at that. It's another option. Um, so battleship wise, I'm sort of thinking that the Lennon is gonna be. The way to go now the lennon is not as long range as some other ships but it's so tanky it's it's just like russian battleships the lennon is just covered in thick armor it's not going to take a lot of he pen uh damage itself it's still going to take fire damage for sure but it's just really really resistant to he spam much like the same way that the uh ismail is the sign up is if you recall some of the ranked seasons where those really take over and, and dominate the meta the, the Lennon or the Vlad, either one. Uh, I like the Lennon just because it has the three triple turrets in the front. It's very, very easy to adjust which direction you're firing without actually rotating your hull. Um, so look at that as a possible option. Um, yeah, the battleships in this, they don't need to get close. They don't need to tank fire. They can sit back. If you want to, you can sit back and just wait for something to be revealed. Wait for a Baltimore or an Edinburgh, you know, for example, to just 
show itself a little too long, you get off one good volley, you can have or even dev strike it right out of the gate. That's what I think their primary function is going to be, is to be an anchor in a rock to just wait for your opponents to make a mistake and then to blap one of those cruisers. Not going to be terribly effective against DDs, obviously, but, um, you know, dealing with those cruisers that are there to counter the destroyers is, I think, is going to be their main function. And also something like a Lenin, if you need to make a push, pushing that Lenin changes the, you know, it sort of changes the angles of the map. So you can do that as well. TNG did a little scrim the other day and we saw some Lenins get used really effectively because the DDs don't want to fire at it. The fire spamming DDs do not want to fire at those Lenins unless they absolutely have to. So um, consider that, Lenin or the Vladivostok. Another thing you can try is, I think, this could be an option, is the North Carolina. The reason I say the North Carolina uh, is because of how accurate it is at range. Again, if the BB's job in this tournament, in this meta, is going to be to just wait for a, a cruiser to get lit and then blap it out of existence, the North Carolina is going to be a really, really good option. The downside of the North Carolina is that it is an AG magnet. Uh, it's, it's covered in that thin armor that uh, sort of covers the entire ship, and it's going to take a lot of HE damage, even from Akazukis that only have 30 mil pen. It's just going to take a lot, um, especially if those Akazukis are using IFHE, which some might. They'll pen a whole bunch of that ship. So you're going to need to keep your distance a little bit. But the good thing is the shells go where you tell them to go, which is nice because nothing is worse than bad Sigma. So um, those are the options, I think. You may find something completely different. You may go with an off-meta thing. You may go with push cruisers. You may say Kutuzov, Bestuzov, and I'm going with the Kutuzov because it has smoke and good DPM. Hey, good on you. It doesn't have radar, but if, if you find that that's useful, go for it. I'm just going to call it now and say there's going to be a lot of blind firing going on. There's going to be a lot of people firing at shots coming out of smoke. So, in my opinion, DPM is going to be a big thing when it comes to trading in that regard. But heals and radar are going to be really the way to go. Uh, you might look at a ship like the Otago, which uh, is a good HE spammer, has a heal, has hydro. That's great. It doesn't have... You know, it doesn't have uh, radar, but that may be enough. You know, if you're just planning on blind firing, it may be enough. The same with the mines, the German Tier 8 cruiser that spams HE. That might be enough for you. It's got base 38 mil pen, which will pen the deck of the North Carolina for sure. Um, it'll pen a lot of things. I don't think it'll pen the decks of the German, or excuse me, the Russian BBs. I don't think they have any 38 mil deck armor outside of the bow and the stern. I, I should have checked that, but I didn't. Um... The mains has an enormously high DPM. It's got good hydro. It just doesn't have a heal, and it doesn't have radar. So if if it's going to be a blind firing, if day one you find out, hey, we're not even bothering, to, we're not even getting to use the radar. We're just blind firing smoke when someone shoots out of it. That might be an option. It really might. Um, so, but those those are the places I would start if I were you, uh, especially if you're one of the you know mid to, to lower tier clans. You don't get the opportunity to talk to experienced people uh, like I do. I get, I get the opportunity to talk to a lot of really, you know, experienced folks who can sort of point me in the right direction when I'm starting out theory crafting and whatnot. I would start with those. And then if you find yourself needing something different, oh, these this thing is, you know, 
the BBs, the BBs are really, they're pushing up hard on us more frequently than we'd like, and we need a way to stop them. Maybe you need something with, you know, 10km torpedoes, or what have you. Um, the Edinburgh has 10km torpedoes, by the way, as I found out the hard way in scrims the other night. I thought it had 8km torpedoes. I was wrong. Um, that may be the way that you go. So, uh, do some theory crafting, figure it out, um, you know. If you find something that works that I didn't mention and you want to leave a comment under the YouTube version of this, I, I released this podcast on YouTube and uh, on Anchor. So, you know, let me know uh, what I missed and um, I can pin it to the top and, and, and we can have a chat about it. So uh, anyway, hope that was all helpful for you guys and that some of that maybe made you realize, oh, there's going to be a lot of HE spam no matter what because the Akazuki is just so good. The Kiev... And the Fantasque, uh, the tier 8 French DDs, and the Kiev also may be part of the meta. Because Akazuki's really can't... They have floaty shells, and they don't hit fast-moving targets very well. So we may see the return of the Kiev meta, or the Fantasque. I can't remember what the tier 8... There's the Fantasque and the Terrible, right? Who knows? Le French. We might see a lot of Le Frenchies, in which case you might need less radar and you might need more um you know healing cruisers with fast firing uh fast trajectory guns i believe the admiral kutuzov is probably your you know your your guy for that um who knows the talon might start looking a lot better with fast fast uh ballistics so anyway uh thank you once again to tim for coming tim calvoth for from wargaming for coming in and having a chat with me about this um, and also for inducting me into the CC program that's made a big, big difference uh, as I try to transition into streaming and, and podcasting and whatnot full-time here. So I thank you to all of you, by the way. I, I don't know if any of you know this, but I actually got my very first monthly contributor to the podcast uh, on Anchor. There's one person who contributes $5 a month, and I did not even know that was an option. <laughs> it just showed up one day. Um, so thank you very much. I, I appreciate that enormously. And, uh, you know, thank you to everybody who continues to listen. The audience has only grown. It has never gone down. So thank you. Uh, and, uh, best of luck during the tournament and, uh, check out the wounded warriors project as, uh, as well as this Verizon tournament. So, uh, we will see you guys next time. Links are down below as always. And